Hello, welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Halen Lee, Then and Now. I'm joined tonight by Dave Simpson. Dave's a former Rothas, Cove Rangers and Nairn County striker. Evening Dave, how are you? Hello, hello Lee, yes, all good. Nice to be here. Thanks for coming down. So, normally we start with a career. I go right back to far fit, I started for you. So you can take us right back to the early days, Dave. Right back to the early how days. How good's your memory? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, I was originally from Rothes, obviously. Uh, so I was in the Rothes Primary School and the school football team at that age, which was, yeah, I can imagine, it was just basically headless chicken running about with young lads. That's what you did. Um, and then I went to school in Elgin, actually, at Elgin Academy. Okay. And that, that was my first sort of introduction to proper... Schools football, I suppose you would say. Okay, so if you're from Rothes, how come you went to school in Elgin? Uh, there's no high school in, in Rothes. Oh, so, right. Uh, and at that, at that time, the Avalauer, the Speyside High School, wasn't built. I've shown oh, my age now. Yeah, see, okay. so we, were, we were into our second year of O-levels and we had the choice to go to Avalauer or to stay at Elgin. Oh, right. We just thought it would be better to stay at Elgin. Okay, okay. So before you went to Elgin, were your primary schools were you in teams? Did you only organise football or was it just a kick about? It was, it was just a school team, just mm-hmm. the standard kind of school team that you did. Uh, nothing very organised, just okay. young loons running about basically. Did you get the summer galas when you were a young lad? Were they going to go then? Aye. Yeah, aye. Did you aye. enjoy playing in some of them? Aye, that was it. they were alright. Yeah, we had, the, of course, it was the Elgin Boys League. Aye, as okay. Well, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there was that. There was opportunities for us to play football. You know what I mean. Okay, so just like a young lad, fit by eight your feet. Ah, exactly. Okay, so if you moved on to Elgin, was that the start? You know, was you in the school team at that right? In the school team, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was the boys like John Teasdale. That was my class. My ah, okay. year at school. So mm-hmm. they they were good good players uh, at the time. Um, but yeah, it was just. Just the next progression, I suppose you'd say. Ennis McDonald's, a name from the past you might remember. I remember that name very well. Well, he was he was uh, our PE teacher. Okay. So he was a good mentor and he he kind of kept us going, so that was good. So some of that lads, your teammates, did you come across them in the Highland League later in life, did you? Aye, aye, there's mm-hmm. quite a few. Well, John, obviously. Neil McLennan was the same. Nephi from Elgin, uh-huh. he was the same. Again, that sort of guys, yeah. So they were all... Because I'd went to Elgin... I knew a lot of these guys anyway. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and there were some of the lossy lads and Ronnie Dunbar's of the world and these kind of boys. So yeah, we all we all kind of grew up playing football in the Murray area. A good catchment area for football. Uh, it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. But it was it, it tended to be the Elgin, Lossy, Rothes, and Forest to an extent was the Murray lads. The more you went east, the Keiths and that tended okay. to be more Aberdeen based. Oh right, okay. So we did start to do this podcast on a few occasions. It didn't quite work. You mentioned a team called Rothes Decimals. Was it Decimals you called them? That's right. So Rothes, what was that all about? Rothes Decimals. Rothes uh, decided to form a junior side. Okay. Uh, and they went into the North Junior, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which was fine. And the idea was, there was, it was actually a guy called Gordon Grant, who was a great player for Devon Vale. Okay. He played for Rothes as well. And uh, his idea was to try and promote local lads mm-hmm. a chance to play in the Highland League, which he did very successfully because there was quite a few of us came out of the decimals and went into the Highland League at different clubs. You know, okay. I mean, so it was a good... He did very well for the village in good. that sense. So if you went to the decimals, was that after you left the school, was it? Uh, I was still at the school. You were still at the school, like? Just out of the school, Okay. Yeah. So you were known just like in the Highland League. Did you always play a striker or did you... Uh... I played... Uh, uh, Due to Rothes's 
sort of problems at the time. We had to, we didn't have a big squad, so Aye, okay. we tended to fill in. So I, I've actually played in every position for Rothes, including e- goalie. E- even goalie. <laughs> <laughs> and I often get quite a bit of abuse because I never let any goals in. Uh-huh. And there's a lot better goalies on your side that I used to take the mick out of. Again, I, said, oh, okay. well, I didn't lose a goal. You know what I mean? But that was just luck more than anything, to be honest. So, what was your favourite position? Or striker. Striker. Uh, what was the good about striker? Was it scoring goals? Scoring, scoring? The go- scoring the goals, yeah, yeah. It's almost like the finishing off, yeah. I was never a, I was never a hard, sort of centre half, hard tackling kind of guy. I was mm-hmm. not really my game. Although I'm quite quite tall, I, that wasn't uh, the physical side wasn't what I was interested in. I was more trying to play football, I suppose okay. you could say. Yeah. The your feet and a bit of speed. Basically that Good. thing. So were you cracking a lot of goals in your school days and I yeah, school, but of course that's your just school days, isn't it? You know? Aye. But uh, yeah, you you do you just get onto it. We were we were never actually taught you know, but bizarrely, mm-hmm. you know, I mean football for us growing up was just a case of that's the team pit. Uh, out you go and, and do your thing. get on with it and luckily we had some good guys in the in the school team at round about my age who played in the higher league with me as well mm-hmm. who came through so we kind of had a rough understanding but as you see we tended to be out in the park you know waiting for your dad to come and drag you in it's like getting dark kind of thing mm-hmm. you know so that's all we did there was no there was no phones or games or anything like that you know it was just uh, football basically and it was good because you just basically spent all your time playing football that's it mm-hmm. that's it yeah definitely now, as you're a young son, you're a similar vintage to me. Was you allowed to play on a Sunday? Because when I was growing up, Sunday was a, a taboo kind of day. You wouldn't allow it to be a lot on Sundays. No, no, we were all right. We could we, we could play on a Sunday. The amateur side played on a Sunday. Aye, okay. And back in that day, you could actually play for the Highland League, again, not so much the juniors, but you could play for the amateurs if you if you wanted. We, we were, it was frowned upon if we did. Aye, okay. Because the Highland League side obviously wanted to, uh-huh. you know, but, but you could, but that... Rules have all changed now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could do that. But no, there was no no restrictions for Sundays. You just played football. Mm-hmm. So, am I right in saying Rothers Decimals was your last team before the Highland League? That's right. Yeah. So, what like a step up was it for the Rothers Decimals into the Highland League? Well, it was it was a strange one because um, it was there. They tended to have trialists games in October, you know, September October. That okay. tended to be the midweek start of the Highland League games. Okay. Uh, and you were kind of given opportunities that time. And uh, I was actually up at Inverness Thistle the week okay. before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jock McDonald had taken me up there because there was a few. There was a uh, Calvin Malcolm, mm-hmm. probably mine him, and Davy Newlands were both Rothes lads. All right. And they, and they uh, were up at Inverness at mm-hmm. the time, so I got trailed along on a on a Wednesday up there for a for a game. And uh, yeah, it was it was a bounce game. It wasn't a proper Highland League game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rothes got to hear about that, and then the following Wednesday. I got invited by Danny Fitzsimmons down to Rothes okay. Okay. and uh, uh, put, put straight in the side. Uh, oh, right, okay. my first game against Devon Vale at, okay. at Rothes on the Wednesday night. So. so that was your debut. How old was you? Yeah, I, had, I would have been 18. Something okay. like that. Yeah. So until the uh, Thistle trial, Rothes had no show known it, there's no before that. There was there always talk about whether you believe it again. I mean, keeping tabs, maybe. Ah, right. So was your prolific a goal scorer at this time? I scored a lot of goals in the juniors. Mm-hmm. I won won quite a few things in the juniors, um, but yeah, I wouldn't have said. I would have certainly said it was a jump going from the juniors to the Highland League for mm-hmm. me at that age. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of physicality or speed or uh, uh, game awareness or game management, I suppose oh, you would okay. say. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was we we weren't taught how to play. We were just learning as we went. You know what I mean? Uh, so 
uh, when I went to that level, you start getting, you start getting told basically what mm-hmm. to do or or more so what you're doing wrong, and that's uh, that's how you learn. And just learn from there, so you oh. you're kind of developing your own style as well. Basically. So how do you go on against some of the big strong centre-halves you come up against? Well, I'd come up with John Severite and all these boys oh, were big playing. John, big I. John and <laughs> Jim Bain and Forbes and uh, Krakowski and Willie Lawson. <laughs> uh, you, you were certainly dealt. But of course, at that time, I was the young winger. Uh, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, I was just stuck in the wing and trying to see if I could do something. Okay. Again. So that, mm-hmm. But again, that's that's how that's how you, you get on with it. You, you get to know these guys and... It became a challenge. You know what I mean? We, uh-huh. we, to be honest, we weren't a we weren't a great side back in that days. Roughest, we, we didn't have any any money or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it was more about the the community for us. There was a lot of Rothes lads in the side, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So we just we just battled on, and we did get some success here and there. But that was all it was. But you soon you soon learn. Oh, I. What do you remember of your debut? You said it was against Bale. Devon Bale, midweek, and it uh, wasn't in the Rothes colours, it was in a blue strip. We were. Oh, why is that? Yeah, because we had to, the home team had to change in that day. Oh, yeah, and, okay. Uh, so it was Devon Bale in the red, so mm-hmm. it was too much of a clash. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, played uh, Wednesday night under the floodlights, of course. Ah, uh, magical. At, at that age, oh, it was aye. like you think mm-hmm. you were in the, in the Bernabeu kind aye. of thing, so it was, a, <laughs> it was a big thing for us. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I remember the game well. You you remember your touches and what you you know your mm-hmm. a couple of little runs in the wing. You think you're you're doing really well, but you probably probably weren't. But uh, that was just the main thing, the magic things of it, and and just nice being able to play on the the pitch was a lot bigger, of course. Aye. Mm-hmm. and that was the first thing. So I was I was probably blowing a bit after that. But. Did you survive the ninety minutes? I did. I mm-hmm. did survive the 90 minutes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We won, actually, so it was fine. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't score any goals or anything, but we did win. We won 3-1. Good, a great so that start. that was a good start, you see. Good. Mm-hmm. So, the, 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 I was Wednesday. Was you in the team again, certainly? I got signed on the Wednesday oh, night. Oh, very good. Yeah. Good. And, uh, so that was a big step up for me, and the, the signing fee was £150. <laughs> It'd been a fair bit. And what year was uh, that? Oh, it'd have been the early eighties. It'd been a lot of Venice back then. Aye, I suppose, but we, but we had to be split, so you only got so much at a time. Oh, and aye, then aye. it was, aye, it was okay. six pound a week, which to be paid to be play football was completely new to us. Oh, you know, we'd, we'd never mm-hmm. about this. You've been the World Cup stuff. Oh, it was just nonsense, really. And then. Uh, uh, Again, we were at home on Saturday against your your neighbours for down the road here, Peterhead. Okay. And that was my first goal I scored in that game. Oh, very so good. We beat Peterhead that day. So what that a good team to score against. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you mind much about your goal? It was a header. I jumped, I got in and again I was the winger coming in for the back post, probably too mm-hmm. excited, and running about like a headless chicken. As you do. But, but the cross came across and the fullback was just standing. I just ran in front of him and, and glanced the. Powered a header in for about three, four yards. That'd been a magic <laughs> moment for you. Oh, I especially at Rothes. Yeah, uh, I mean, so it was. And you won again. We won that game, went two down. That's yeah. two games, two wins. Two, two wins, right? Just a lucky omen. Oh, was oh it? yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of went wrong after that. The <laughs> <laughs> <a> bubble burst. <laughs> so in that the two games you played, but so many teammates was in the side view. Well, I was a lot of the old the seventy nine Rothes uh, mm-hmm. winners were on that side, uh, like okay. your Gavin Grays and your and your. Uh, Bobby Severides, Graham Semps, you know, John Pifes was in there, mm-hmm. Jerry Graham, Jody Gilbert, that kind of boys were. Oh, good players there, yeah. They were a lot better. Jerry, I mean, Jerry and, and Jordy were obviously coming to the end of their careers after Elgin, but they're still a big influence. You get to learn a lot for watching that, guys, you, you, eh? You'd learn, mm-hmm. a lot, you'd learn a lot for that, guys, and how it's, 
how they talk in training rather than just watching them in training you learn wee bits but it's the talking Aye. that you learn mm. more from you know they tell you where to go and what to do and things like that so that that was a big education and it just kind of makes sense when you listen Aye. 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 Uh, is it it's not an easy thing these are young women to listen to is it no no, no, nothing you do. No, because you think you're, you think you've, you've made it, haven't you? And of course you have not. But uh, an experience over the years, you soon get grounded and oh, wise, wise up to that. But how was your manager in those two games? Hey, that he? was Danny Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very good with me. You know, what I mean, uh, he d- he did well. He's uh, he was back in that day. A lot was emphasis was on fitness. Uh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we they say ball work on a Wednesday and that, but it was. We were just basically running, running, running. Uh, just you know get yourself I mean? and, that, fit, and that's how we were. Of course, mm-hmm. I was only a young, a young kid, so You'd I could run all day. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so I, was, I never drank. Never drank all that day. Uh, okay. you know, I didn't drink mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Not like I only got you. Even then, uh, I, mean, I, d- I didn't start drinking until I was 25. Uh, okay. You know I, mean? so I, was, okay. I was young in love, you see. So that's what it is. Oh, right, okay. Says you were glinting, you That's the downfall. So after your first two games, two wins, you know, I thought it's easy. Street as Highland League carry on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how do you progress with that? Well, we went. We, we didn't win the next game. I can't actually remember, but the, I suppose the big learn for me was coming up against your your big John Severitz in these places. Mm-hmm. Of course, remember at that age, it, it was it, it was quite exciting for me and intimidating in some sense going to to play another Highland League ground, uh, especially the. Inverness, Cali and, and Thistle and that were all in the Highland League at that time. Mm-hmm. Peter Head were there. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, the big rivals, Elgin, for Rothis. You know I mean? So, mm-hmm. these were big big games for a, for a young guy to, to come into. And how did Rothis compete with these guys? Uh, we did we did okay. We, we, we got boot, beat more often than not. But mm-hmm. we did compete with them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I used to go home. My father wasn't really a great football fan, but he would always ask, just, you know. Oh, I... And he would say, how do you get on the day? And I'd say, oh, we're playing Cali and we got beat 2-1, but they scored in the last five, ten minutes, so we're nearly there. And he goes, oh, yeah, but you got beat again. <laughs> and I suppose, I suppose, in a way, that kind of... Uh, uh, he's true, I suppose. But, but losing 2-1 to Cali at Cali is not a bad result. No, exactly. Cali's a really you know good I mean? side. Uh, uh, they, were, they were top... Well, it was Cali and Keith were the league winners at that time. Uh, I about. So, so, yeah, they were the good guys. Was you up against the Blackhurts and shy kind of lad in a way but very skillful mm-hmm. and he speaks and that's the way I thought okay. I wanted to play football mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't the rummeler up, mm-hmm. you know I didn't I wasn't like you would say a target man striker at that age you, that came later when you learn a bit more you know uh, I mean? yeah we bit more streetwise yeah uh, I mean mm-hmm. I wasn't that at that age so I was trying I just thought you you put your strip on and you dribbled and played football and scored mm-hmm. goals and that's how it was but of course uh, you kicked up in the air if you dribbled too much so. basically uh, you learn you learn that way <laughs> It's a good learning curve, though. Aye, definitely, definitely. And as a young lad, did you got any really bad knocks as a youngster? No, I was very lucky, very lucky with none of that, no. I was the odd hamstring here and there and kind of tweaked, mm-hmm. but nothing that kept me out for for a long period of time. I was I was quite fortunate like that, because 
there was a lot better players than me had horrendous injuries, you know, and their careers were cut short. So it's one a, of those things, injuries can blight folks' careers, eh? Yeah, definitely. So how was you progressing as a player over the early days at Rothes? Learning a lot? Just learning, learning mm -hmm. a lot, yeah. It was it was good, we were just pushing on, really. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right. There's a, st a statistic I've got here. You played in seven cup finals when they won. That must be been a series. Five, 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 five of them. Five, five. Oh, no, five is that? Five and no wins, eh? Oh, that's somewhere well, about for seven. different reasons. I mean, one of the cup finals was nearing up at up at Clark against Collie. Mm. And we're three and a half at half time. Oh, me. And we're going to beat. <laughs> oh. So that, that was a hard one. We'll come to that later, oh. okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you're settling at the Rothschild side, you was getting plenty of game time, eh? Plenty of game time, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We, uh, it was the old format of the qualifying cutback at that oh, stage, you mm -hmm. know. So mm -hmm. it, the big thing for us, uh, there was, there was, um, there was seven guys from, well, certainly five or six from Rothschild and, and one or two from Roundabout. Uh, uh, played in the in the cup the cup mm -hmm. final that we got to at that age. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that was at Elgin against Cali, and mm -hmm. again, unfortunately, we got beat two one. But we we put up a good show. Cali mm -hmm. were the league the league champions at that time, uh, so we were almost deemed to be the underdog. But mm -hmm. we we did ourselves proud enough, I think, although we lost. Well, like I say, a lot of team good teams lost to Cali. Aye, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So in that first season with Rothes, what was your goals tally? Can you remember? It wasn't very many, it was about six, I think. That's not a bad start for a young lean in the mm -hmm. wing, yeah. So this time you're obviously you're 18, so you've left school and working now as well, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I stay, um, what I was doing, my father had the bakery in okay. Rothes, and mm -hmm. then so I was kind of at college and that with the bakery uh, to learn the business side of the business mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. I was never a baker, I was never, I never really got the, the benefit of getting up at two, three in the morning, you know what I mean? That was never really for me. <laughs> I was usually just coming in. Aye, aye. But so you never stuck to baking, no? No, no, I was never a baker. I never did. No. Never did that at all. No. So in just second season with Rothes? Yeah. What sort of meant us? Are you still on the wing at this time, or have you progressed in the middle yet? Uh, I'm st I was still, still on the wing. Okay. Uh, big Malcolm McDonald mm -hmm. was there, and mm -hmm. we started trying to form a partnership with him up front, uh, which worked, because the, the older kind of lads had, that was kind of them calling it a day. The, oh, right, the, okay. The Jerry's and the Geordies and that. Mm -hmm. They had enough by that time. So we had Mark, big Malcolm McDonald, eh, who was a target, but he was a big, mm -hmm. big name, very, very quick as well. Aye. He was known for his um, mm -hmm. running in the Highland Games and all that kind of okay. malarkey. So, so uh, I, we worked away with him, and Calvin Malcolm came back to Rothes at that time. Mm -hmm. So that was another one. Uh, Davy Clary Hugh, Paul Payton played on that side. So a lot of good established Highland League players, mm -hmm. a lot of experience. So. Yeah, you learn, you learn more and more. We didn't do anything drastically exciting that season, but f for me, just as a player, it was just another another season. I've been amazed. So uh, at the time, Rother sort of middle of the table team would have been? Middle to the lower half of the table. Right, okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So you come through your first season, you're learning all the time, you're moving into your second season. How are you developing as a player, do you think? I think getting there, getting up to the speed of the game for a start, which was, you know, you take a wee bit of time to get up to that at that age. Um you're starting to become more tactically aware, I would mm -hmm. say, you know, because, um, let's be honest, when the manager's talking in the dressing room, the first few games you're in, it's, it's just like a, your mind just goes, listen, like a cloud, you don't really have a clue what he's talking about, Aye. and uh, so that, but then you start to become a bit more streetwise in what he's asking for, and mm -hmm. uh, Danny, does, he did actually detail it out a bit, not like it got in the later years, because mm -hmm. we were, it was, football really was still, it wasn't, 
it wasn't still that far off of just the school team go out and here's Aye. your position and get on with it. Mm-hmm. As long as you run about, you're fine. But I mean, Aye, or keep an eye on number three or D. That's it. Yeah, nothing major tactical. You, you pick out the guy that's their best player and try and get Aye. somebody on him. And, but that was it mm-hmm. at that stage. Yeah. So how was your goals coming in the second season? Uh, just about the same. Nothing, nothing setting anything on fire at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get a lot of chances at Rothes at that time, unfortunately. You know, it was, ah, okay. uh, we were we tended to be pressed back quite a lot. You know, so any chances that you got, you had to try and get stick them all off. You it could. was very difficult. Mm. Yeah, you know, if you took every chance, you wouldn't have beat Rothes long. You know, what I mean, uh, you, you just had to, mm-hmm. you just had to get on with it. Best. We, we were more a working side rather than a try and help each other and do it as a team collective rather than an individual ah, okay. thing. Defend for the front, attack for the back. Ah, and we I didn't have, mm-hmm. we didn't have any. Like superstars in our in our lineup. Mm-hmm. Were you the type of striker worried if you missed that set or, or did it never bother you just got no hope for the next uh, team? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I could be blase and say no, I'm, I, you know, you just put your head down and get on with the next one. But no, you do take it to heart mm-hmm. sometimes because you, mm-hmm. you, are wanting to try and score, and obviously, but you're also letting the team down in a way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you, I, I did take it sometimes as like oh, well, I should have done better there, and you try and you try and learn from that mm-hmm. and, uh, and push yourself on a bit, but. But no, it's it's never easy to miss. You know what I mean? No. So if you miss a sitter and the crowd gets in your back, how do you react to that? You're still a young one, of you, course. You just have to try. I did that against Fort William. I, I, I broke free from the halfway line and actually rounded the keeper who came charging it and mm-hmm. put it past the post. Oh. You know what I mean? Which was which is an experience. You can blame the bobbles and everything, but that's nothing to do with that. I should have been more I, I should have been more switched on to it really. But uh, we, I did eventually score and we did win three nothing, so I suppose it, it all came good in the end but it was mm-hmm. you do feel about one inch tall when you do things like that you know? I suppose every strike in the world's missed sitters isn't it? Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. I think yeah. McCoy says he never worried about missing sitters he'd be more worried if he was in the place to get the bar to try and uh, well that's, that's definitely mm-hmm. what you learn, you know, uh, like, you, that, mm-hmm. and of course that's what the manager and all that tells you, you well, at least you were there to try uh, and you try and try and get some solace in that so uh, yeah, it's just life you it's know? just life and as you're young you bounced back quick did you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get on with it. You're actually looking for the next game to try and sort something out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to forget that. So you're in your second season now. You've been run out of grunts. What was your favourite grunt you like, Gamble? Hey, well, I quite like going to quite a few of them. I like Keith. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always seem to score. It's Keith. So okay. Tends to, tends to be one of your favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, I like playing at Elgin. Elgin was probably Fine, big park, the, the biggest it? park at mm-hmm. that time. You know, and the biggest. Set up, I suppose you would say, mm-hmm. and it being the derby as well for mm-hmm. Rothes, which is a big game, so you tended to enjoy that game. But I like coming here, I like coming to Fraserburgh, I like coming to Peterhead, that kind of thing, because so, that's teams that I would never have come across. You know, I was mm-hmm. just a junior at that time, and you come to right. these places and you know a lot of good players here as well. You know, what I mean, which, which was it was a very difficult place to come here. Still you know, is, I, mean, I think. Still mm-hmm. is, yeah, you know, what I mean, so. But that's part of the challenge in the final league, isn't it? The excitement of jumping on the bus every second set of what the different grounds exactly. a young lad. Exactly. Well, Ross yeah. County, we start to get to Ross County. It doesn't look like it does now. Mm-hmm. But that was a big, that was a big thing for us as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And of course, getting to Calais, it was uh, Brora. Were they in the Brora ground? Brora in the final league. I, I was big Nori, is it you call him? Uh, no, Nori, if it was his second name. Uh, he was putting hell. He was about three times as high as me. A uh, big dark-haired lad. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I can't imagine his name. Uh, so uh, we couldn't have been on the go at that time. No. 
So there was no no Fort William were the latest ones in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was after uh, Elgin and Peterhead and all them went out. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, so there was a big thing there. There was no Star Spay or that. Cove weren't in the league at that time. Mm-hmm. The locals weren't in the league. For Martin, no Star Spay and none of them were in. None of them. No, none of them. So how did you enjoy your derby match as we uh, Elgin? Well, that was the the big the big thing there was I had become more the central striker at that time. Of okay. course, it was big Chico. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so we had uh, we had a lot of running battles with, with Chico and I. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the the famous one for me is we were two of us were booked in one minute. You know what I mean? Oh. Which actually didn't didn't put me off much because I'm not that physical kind of striker. Uh, but it, that's Chico's game. Uh, and of course mm-hmm. we did that, and, and then I scored. We won. I scored two goals because he couldn't. Have, he couldn't attack couldn't me. Have normal but, stuff, but of course I I wasn't a physical so that I could have got booked and I could have played another three days and it wouldn't have been any difference. You know what I mean? So you'd enjoy that game then? I enjoyed that game. Uh, aye, that big was, win up in Elgin. Aye, definitely, yeah. Good. Definitely. What sort of crowd was you getting at uh, Rothers at the time? Oh, not very big. About 150 or something like that. Oh, okay. You get a bit more at an Elgin game or a big mm, one of Calgary uh, that came through or if Teams that had supporters came through. The teams with the top of the league tended to have more fans than us. Uh, Almost like they had something to play for. So we, we had reasonable enough crowds sometimes. So you, how long did you bet at Rothes for your move? That was three years. Okay. And then, uh, how that came about was uh, the manager had changed at Rothes. It was Johnny Cowie and Neil Clayton. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a bit of a fallout uh, with one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, were you selling one of them? Aye. Aye, okay. But that, it's just life at that point. It's fitting that Mm-hmm. And then at Nairn at that time was Malcolm Cowie, mm-hmm. who was a Speyside High School teacher. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. great connections to Bucky. So you'd been a quant with him, was you? And, uh, and he he came and said, look, do you want to come with us? And then there was there was quite a few of us from the Speyside, Abelower, mm-hmm. kind of, that area that went up to Nairn. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, became a, that became a really good, successful time for us as, as young lads, I suppose you would say. And was the park syllable and green as it is? It wasn't quite as good as it is, but it was certainly a lot better part to play on. And I think the big difference was the players were a lot better. And that's not being disrespectful to Rothis, but but your Gordy Robertsons and your Neil Fiveys and Ah, and Gary Thompsons are a lot Mm -hmm. better good players. Technically better or fitter or better? Technically both. Okay. So again, that's another learning curve for you fitting in with these lads. Yeah, definitely. I knew them anyway, Mm because they were from my area. So, you know, we... So it was a massive move for you? No, it was a, it was a, a good move for me. Aye. You know what I mean? It was it was probably the best aye. move at the time. I meant a mass move. You want to get into the unknown because you're already kind some lads. Oh, definitely, aye. definitely. So how did you settle into the inside? Easy. Yeah, it made very very easy. Again, because I knew these guys um, got on well with the Nairn lads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they mm-hmm. they were very dear Stevie McKay's and your Sammy Forsyth. Mm-hmm. And we had the experience of Wizzy Dingwall. I don't know if you like Wizzy. Well, I can name. Uh, I can him personally. Uh, he was at Clark and that and Cali mm-hmm. for years, and uh, very successful with them. And he was kind of coming to, to the end of his career, but a good mentor, you know, to mm-hmm. sit and listen to, and it would uh-huh. help and that. So, so that was a, a good time for us. And then we obviously had McGinley, you know, oh, right, right. which was a, okay. big, a big thing for us. Was he there? When you moved, or did he come after you? He just came at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in my country, you're probably 22, 23 this time, are you? I'd be there somewhere, yeah. So, you formed a striking partnership, but you better explain some of when I came from Mr McGinley. Is. Uh, John, John, he was... Fort William. He came he? from Fort William. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he played with Duncan Sheeta and mm-hmm. the kind of boys doing there. Uh-huh. And then he came up with his brother, Davey McGinley. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was another good player, mm-hmm. under, underrated player, in my view. 
Uh, and we came in to the side, uh, John went to Elgin after Nairn with Malcolm, because Malcolm moved on to, on to Elgin, but then mm -hmm. John got taken down to Bolton, mm -hmm. and uh, his memorable goal is the one at Anfield, of course he scored with a header there, because uh, you keep watching him, because he obviously played with him, so you, you mm -hmm. know, it's uh, one of that mm -hmm. kind of strange things that you do, and, uh, and then of course he obviously went on to, to play for Scotland, which, mm -hmm. was, which was remarkable really. So here's, without being modest or without knocking yourself down, what was the difference between you and John, in your mind, if you were both in the same team? The, well, I, the big thing for me was I scored a lot of goals at Nairn at that two mm -hmm. seasons. It was 50 in your 50 two seasons. 50 goals in two mm -hmm. seasons. It's a lot of goals. A lot of goals, mm -hmm. and that was all down to John, really. Was because it? everybody, he was the big threat, he was the, big, right. he was the best player, he was mm -hmm. a lot better player than me. Mm -hmm. I was just like the wee funny looking bloke at, you know, it was in the box as well, uh, but nobody, nobody bothered with me, and of course that was, I so got, I got left, okay. you know I mean? so mm -hmm. I got uh, the goalie, a lot of things like rebounds off posts and goalies, and I, I was there, mm -hmm. the, the top of him is Derek Thompson, he's one of my good friends in the, uh, over all the years in the Highland League, he says yeah, it's a, a nosebleed if I scored after outside four or five yards, you know what I mean? Uh, but if you're four or five yards, you have a good chance at the target. Exactly. <laughs> 50 goals as a 23-year-old in two seasons. It was good. That attracts folk, that attracts interest. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, there was a few people watching, but I wasn't a, I, I would be honest, I was more a poacher type of striker there. I wasn't a playmaker, creator. Didn't hear Joe Harper's career, did it? No, no, well, no, I suppose. Uh, but, uh, anyway, not to be, but... Nobody uh, sniff about you at trials or anything? I, well, there was talking about Motherwell and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but that's by the by. No, you materialised, no. And that, obviously, but... No, nothing, nothing came out. Does that turn your head as a young loon? Aye, it does, mm. to be honest. And can it affect your form? It, uh, you get you get carried away, and then you, what you, you stupidly do is you then try and influence the game more by doing things that you're technically not probably good at. To try and show I, off I, in a sense. I can understand you know what, I mean? what you're saying. And that was, the, uh, that was an, a, a mistake, I think. But I was soon dragged back into line and told to, mm -hmm. to wise up, you know what I mean? And, and that helped me really in the long run. I can understand perfectly what you're saying to try and show yourself or sell yourself yeah, instead yeah. of concentrating on doing the things that got the scouts looking at you in the first place. Yeah, the, the good thing was I had better players than me around me anyway and mm -hmm. who had made it at a higher level. Derek was at Leicester obviously mm -hmm. and things like that. And they, they kind of tell you. And it, they, they're sort of subtle but trying to make fun of it but in full earnest by saying, look, no, you, you just do your job and leave mm -hmm. us to do this. And again, you're still a young one, you're still learning. You took yeah, it on board, can yeah, I do yeah, in yeah. So what are those goals you scored at Nairn? Talk me through a couple of things that you really, was important or things that you remember most. Well, the ones yeah. that we remember most were the Cali were the top of the league at the time. Mm -hmm. And they, they, we beat them 5-1 at, at Nairn. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Which was, mm -hmm. was a funny story to that, actually. We were, we, they were top of the league and we were pushing, we were second or third or mm -hmm. up there anyway. And we were four and I think up at half-time. I okay. scored a couple of goals, it was... It was just one of that games where no matter what you do, mm -hmm. it was going in. Okay. You know what I mean? So that was that was really memorable. And then the, the, the funny thing was we were playing actually in the North Cup against Cali up at Telford Street the week after. Mm -hmm. And of course we were buoyant with this 5-1 win and Malcolm had told us all, uh, now when we start this game, just keep everything tight. Cali will mm -hmm. come at us, you know, mm -hmm. the usual Aye. stories as you'd Aye. expect. Aye. So we were like, oh yeah, okay. So uh, it was McGinley and myself in the centre circle, and uh, McGinley says, what, you, what are we going to do? And, I, and he says, well, 
pass it to me, so I'm going to miss out the midfield or pass it back to the defence and, and try mm. and give our goal at that time was Jim Finney. Okay. Give, give Jim a touch. So we took the centre, passed it to McGinley, he passed it back to Derek uh, Thompson, who then proceeded to chip Jim. And we were actually <laughs> one hang down before Carly touched the ball. And, and I, I can remember looking, because we'd hardly moved out the centre. Uh, and I looked over and Malcolm, was, he used to smoke in that days, and he was just shaking his... Team don't clean it, don't Exactly, they? <laughs> And and the and the best thing about that is it must be what thirty years later and I'm still taking the mick out of Derek about that. <laughs> so I presume that game didn't end well for you, did it? If we got beat two one. Oh, we that's got beat not bad. Well, it wasn't too bad, but that's it was just bad. it was just the comicalness of the start. I suppose you would say that. They got their good and uh, goals that you made on. Ah, it's got it's got a good one for the, just over the halfway line, uh, and again they all laugh at this. It was the uh, uh, ball came up, got cleared out. We were under a bit of pressure, but we were two one up. And then uh, it came out in the, um, can't remember the name, the Keith Centre half at that time. He missed it. And uh, and I just, it just bounced. I just thought, I'd seen the keeper off the line, so I just hit it. And my locket went in. Okay. And of course, oh, I was telling everybody it was great vision and everything. And Derek and that boys were just saying, you were too tired. Or <laughs> so it was a bit of bit, was <laughs> it? A bit of bit. You'd enjoy the goal thing. Oh, definitely. You loved My grandfather used to come to the games, and mm-hmm. he was his great speech I used to get every flipping Monday was get your head over the ball and keep it low, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and hit it. Because I was, I was quite all right with striking the ball from distance. Mm-hmm. And I'd, of course, every other time until uh, then had been you know, uh, imagined. Uh, and, uh, but that one actually fortunately went in. So he was, that was where I turned. I actually turned to him first before turning to the, to the main fans <laughs> to see. <laughs> So he'd been happy. Was he a football player himself? No, 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 no. He just he just came for support. He just he enjoyed the games. He just said, "I'll just come along and support you." And so he used to come to all the games. Very good. Was, good support for you. You would get you would get lectured on how bad you were on on the Monday, but that was that's what grandfathers <laughs> are for. Oh, so you touched there on. You've scored some cracking goals. You touched there when we're four William and missed it. Tell me about another howler. Just to balance the books. Uh, howler again was. Uh, uh, qualifying Cup semi-final up in Dingwall against Ross County mm-hmm. and uh, it was nil-nil and uh, there was, was a corner in it, but it was a one of these short corners that you, and I was at the back post and you kind of see what's going on and mm-hmm. the next thing the ball came flying across and I was only a yard for the line and of course it hit my it did hit me rather than me I didn't even see it to be honest uh-huh. and of course it hit the post and came out well of course it was getting, <laughs> it's just getting dogs abuse for that how, uh, did, how do you miss with the air? And of course, well, you, you have no answer. How do you have just like, oh. intent was just to feet the ball? Just, exactly, I just, I just, just hit me. Do you know what I mean? And did you score in that game to offset it? I did. Oh, I mean, we, got, we got beat, so we got beat. Oh, right, okay. Although the run that Rothis made to the to the qualifying cup final back in the mm-hmm. day, it was we had beaten both Inverness clubs on Ross County. Oh, that's and good. Then, and then we fell at the final hurdle of Cali. Okay. I mean, so. so before we move on to Cove. With that uh, Rothis, you got in a Scottish Cup run after that, then? I we play, played um, East Fife. Oh, right. Down at, mm-hmm. uh, at Bayfield, is it? Bay- Bayfield, Bay- is it? Oh, oh, okay. How did that so, go? Here we go, beat 5 1. Uh, and I remember me being the striker, of course, was some genius had come up with the idea of we'd put me in the middle of the park because mm-hmm. we were struggling for a team, to be fair, when we had mm-hmm. four young lads for striker. So I was put in the middle of the park, and my job was to mark Stuart Beattie. You know what I mean? Who was Dundee United. 
Okay. He, he just finished at Dundee United, so he came back. So mm-hmm. I introduced myself to him in the shower at the end, because that was about the only time I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a that was my a proper lesson in football from uh, a from a very experienced player who was playing in a position he knew to a, to a bit of a a, a plonker who was <laughs> and put in to try and show it up and it didn't work. So did you think you learn from that day? He just his tactical awareness. I was never near him. I couldn't mm. get near him. You know uh, what I mean? He was running off the ball. He was reading the game better than me. Uh, I was out of my depth. I'm quite happy to admit that because uh, that's not my natural position uh, by any stretch of imagination. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he was just better at it. You know what I mean? And that's and they say a good football player makes things look easy. Oh, it did, it did, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the runners. He'd been obviously playing in their side, and they were used to what he was doing, Aye. and they mm-hmm. were running off him as well. And and, and we hadn't come across that really to be fair mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it, it was a good it was a great experience for us mm-hmm. but it was an education as well aye okay. well every day is a school day this end aye definitely definitely only other Scottish Cup games uh, Cove we played mm. at Cove it was Queen of the Queen of the South down there okay Um, that was a <laughs> we used to we actually used to get Aberdeen's bus you know oh, this right, was back okay. in the days where we had a bus with tables in it which was oh, right, from aye. guys from Rothes, we'd never heard that. You've been in the business, eh? We were like, what's going on here? <laughs> and uh, and it was Evan was on the committee, but he worked for, for Grampian and Buses. And oh, he, right, okay. He turned up with this ramshackle bus uh, for, the, for the Queen of the South game, and we were all like, what's the story with this bus? That's the fastest bus in the fleet. He says, we'll be back in Aberdeen before you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> so we'll drag you back to me, and after uh, John McGinley leaves, what was your next site partner? Hey, there was a few boys that came in and tried to try to play there. Mm-hmm. It was um, uh, Ronnie Sharp was there at the time. Oh, aye. okay. Derek mm-hmm. was there. Uh, Rennie Cameron, mm-hmm. who sadly had passed away, unfortunately, but Rennie played there for a while. So we didn't really replace. How can you replace uh, McKinley? I suppose it was. It was very. You got a decent transfer fee, though, did you? Uh, well, no, because he went to Elgin. So Nairn, again, oh, he went right. with Malcolm to Elgin. Oh, I right. stayed at Nairn with Mansell Craig, took over oh, at that right. time. Okay. You know what I mean? So the, uh, the majority of us were obviously still there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, uh, and then Mansell took over. Who was another? Great guy, a nice, mm-hmm. nice lad, Mansell. So you says, missed your goal was doing enjoy uh, John McAnally. Mm-hmm. How did you score after you, got, after you left? You keep scoring? I've, I got 15 that season. So there's a compromise. Yeah. I's goals wasn't it doing to him then? Uh, I John McGinley, so you managed uh, a lot uh, of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I suppose confidence would have been high for me at that time because mm-hmm. I'd scored so many of the year before, but I certainly wasn't a player without John. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm quite happy to admit that. Uh, been a big miss to you, though. Oh, he was a big miss to me, definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. A big miss to the team as well. You know Absolutely. I mean? but we, had, we had the likes of Gordy Robertson and Neil Fivey who are more than capable mm. of setting you up with plenty of chances, which mm-hmm. they did, you know what I mean? Um, it was near an attacking side now. Aye, it was an attacking mm-hmm. side aye, because good. of that, lads. Aye, and aye. that's just the kind of team you want to play in. You more chances for me, aye, definitely. Aye. Yeah. Made chances with Nairn and you got with Rothes. Aye, compared aye. to Rothes, Rothes was the complete opposite. Rothes, we were tended to have our backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. Through no fault of our own, we were just maybe not at that level mm-hmm. you know, of quality at that time. And that's... We, I don't think anybody at Rothers didn't try, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to sometimes hold your hands up and say... It's just for your right at the time, they, they, they were better, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So how long did you bide it in there? Two years, two years Okay. Time, okay, you enjoyed your time here? Oh, best time for me, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So before we move on to Cove... Back to Rothers again. You went back to Rothers before you went to Cove? Aye, back oh, to Rothers right, again, okay. Aye. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was uh, Ray Bernardi. 
Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So he took us back there. Again, it wasn't a, it wasn't a gloriously successful. We were the Rothers were better than they were before mm. I left, kind of thing. So the reasons for leaving the M was. Uh, we just decided the Rothers, uh, the contingent from Speyside, shall we say, were all moving on. Oh, you know right, I mean? right, okay. So mm-hmm. Derek and I went back to Rothers, and Gordy, okay. Gordy was he's a PE teacher in Mintlock, mm-hmm. and he, he he went more there. You know, okay. He, he went down to Queen's Park. He was at Queen's Park when he was doing his training oh, okay. at Jordan Hill. Mm-hmm. So he kind of went down there, and Neil, he, he went away back to, to Keith, I think it was. Was there much change at Rothers when you went back there in Plainside? Completely different lads. Completely okay. Different. We had all the... That was the eras of the Graham McBeaths and uh, mm-hmm. Neil Lessons, Paul, uh, uh, what do you call him, Smith? Colin Smith, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had Chris Pellicos and boys like that. Came What's out. a good players there again? Aye, Alan Morris, Vinay's, he's well known as, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they, they were all good players. Uh, a different dynamic uh, as well, because we had some of the Inverness lads from, we had the Derek Dewars and Robbie Baxters and mm-hmm. John McDonald's and that. Were all you had a good mix there, eh? So it was a good, it was a good, it was very good players, mm-hmm. but the dynamic of the three camps was difficult because you had that an Aberdeen it. base, an Inverness base, and an so you had clicks within the team. Not, not bad, but uh, it certainly was a bit. Uh, like, okay. You know I mean? Did so it affect the team? Do you think it did affect the team mm-hmm. to a certain extent? Yeah, uh, but they're all really nice guys. Mm-hmm. So was a goal still flowing? No, no, they dried up to that level. I was never, never near that level again. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was just. Just life, unfortunately. Just so how long you been at Rothers in your second spell? It was two or three years, maybe four mm-hmm. years. I don't know, I can't remember, to be perfectly honest. Okay. And then uh, the, the break there for me was that um, Dave Watson was manager at Cove. Mm. Uh, manager at Bucky. Bucky, uh, Bucky and Rothers said uh, we beat Bucky quite easily. <laughs> Something you wouldn't have done now, but <laughs> we, we beat them 4-1 at McKessick quite easily. Mm. And I, I had quite a good game. And then the following season, Cove asked Dave to go to uh, through there, to uh, him, and then mm-hmm. he phoned me and took Derek as well. Oh, okay. Derek Thompson as well. So the two of us mm-hmm. tended to be the the nomads by going to to Rotherston there and to Rotherston then to Cove. So you're about to be a tuner now. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did Cove work good for you? And Cove was Cove was a, an experience. It's they've uh, been a good side again, at the time, right? Well, you mm-hmm. had Raymond Jules and Andy Patterson, Scott Patterson, like mm-hmm. Liverpool and that, Gordy mm-hmm. Duncan. Uh, Mike Megison, Graham Park, all oh, that mm-hmm. boy, Kenny Taylor was at the back. A lot you know, of good I mean, players there, yeah. Really good players. You've played with a lot of good players in your time. I, I have, I, mm-hmm. I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the thing, uh, that there is the Toonstar thing that they say, oh, Cove and all the rest of it, but all that lads were lovely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were really nice guys to us. We, we were made more than welcome into that side. And they had a lot of good fun, a lot of good laughs with that, guys. And you're still playing up front now? I was still playing up front, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Gordy Duncan and I. Started it. So, test your memory. was your Cove debut? Cove debut would have been against. Uh, that would have been. That was a difficult one. That was Keith away. Okay. For Cove debut. Uh, so, did you score him? Did you win? We won, but I didn't score that game. Mm-hmm. No. No, that's right. It was Keith so, away. did you crack in a few for Cove at the time? I scored a few, yeah. I scored the goal that got us Cove into the Scottish Cup for the very first time. Again, uh, for, for you score a goal against? That was two goals against Barora. Oh, okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Can you mind about that? Again, it, it was uh, on this first Saturday we were uh, up at Barora mm-hmm. and it was nil nil. And uh, do you remember Sandy McNaughton? Sandy okay, McNaughton and, um, was a good guy at, uh, at Cove. He was a, like a physio trainer kind of mm-hmm. guy. And uh, I mind, you know, out warming up with him and he's like, oh, we're playing Elgin on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. 
and he, he says, oh, have you, what like with you with Elgin? And of course, I says, oh, well, Chico and I are, are great butlers, you know, he says, there's, there's I with a lot of hard butlers there, I says, I'm used to that. So he obviously told Dave, and I was put in on the Wednesday, and uh, I scored two goals against Elgin on the Wednesday, because uh, Chico, I kind of was just, uh, I knew how to play Chico, he was, Chico was a, a good player as well, uh, but I just happened to know how to play him, and mm -hmm. that was fine. And uh, so he, Dave put me in on Saturday against Broder and the replay, mm -hmm. and I scored two goals in that game as well. Fantastic! So that was, and that was the first time we got, we got into the into the Scottish Cup for Co. Very yeah. good, good. So that must be a qualifying cup game, was it? It's a qualifying cup game, yeah. And yeah. Fit Rune, did I get in the uh, semi? Semi-finals. Uh, All right, then. Semi and did you get? Well, I needn't ask. We did you say five cup finals? I uh, we got into the cup final and we played bizarrely Elgin at Keith. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, and it's the, the funny story with this is, is uh, Pelly was the manager. Oh, I Stevie Parson. And uh, my my grandmother, my grandmother's, uh, my granda had played for Rothes and got his leg broken okay. against Elgin. Uh huh. And my granny said to me, she says, "Do me a favour, will you promise me something?" And I says, "I okay, what's that? Never sign for Elgin." I was like, "Okay," I thought this is going to be difficult. So Pelly came and said, "You want to sign?" And I said, "Well." I'd actually been approached by Dave Watson before and I had said to him uh, to go, so I, mm -hmm. I wasn't disrespecting Elgin. I'd already made the choice. I didn't uh, know Elgin were coming in. But anyway, I said no. And of course, Elgin, Elgin won the league and we uh, were second. And then the qualifying <laughs> cup final, <laughs> beat 2-1. So I went round and threw a lot of stones through my granny's windies <laughs> and made on it with somebody else. And just the way it works out, Just the way it works. So you yeah. never regrets about getting the cove? No, no, no. I, I'm actually I, I'm very happy that I did because it gave, it gave us the, the the camaraderie between... I know a lot of the Aberdeen-based players now and we obviously mm. this, we're in the centre at Murray and that with uh, a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And then more so the Inverness guys because... Uh -huh. When we were at Nairn, we were young enough to play in the youth team as well. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we were playing at Charlie Christie's and all these boys. Oh, and Lyles were all playing on the Monday <laughs> in the youth game. And then we were playing against them on the Wednesday in a cup game. And then the sup, you know. So, we became, everybody became good friends and still good friends. You know what I mean? So, uh, apart from that cup final loss, what success did you get, Cove? Uh, just, just, there was no success in the sense of trophies mm -hmm. uh, we just did we had good seasons oh, and, right. and a guy coming from Rothes to go to Cove to be expected to win more games and lose mm -hmm. was, was a big thing so enjoying your football ah, definitely, definitely. Good. And, and as I say the guys made us made us feel more than welcome so mm -hmm. I certainly didn't feel I was a, a country lad or Derek a country lad going into a, a, a city side mm -hmm. and not being made no no they were travelling everywhere you know did he train in Aberdeen again train in Aberdeen the three Times, so it's Rothes to Aberdeen, just down anywhere. It's about 60, 60 miles. All mm -hmm. oh, right, okay. Yeah. So is that once a week and then you're gaming on Saturday? Twice, we would twice, do twice a week. Twice a week. All oh, right, we're okay. going twice a week. Because it was at the Chris Anderson Stadium, you know, the Astro Turf, which Aye. was completely new and it, it clobbered a lot of us. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, with a, with a lot of guys had knee injuries and not this mm -hmm. off that surface, but of course she didn't know at that time. It was, it was all there was, put it that way. So I've got to go to this cup finals. You've played five. <laughs> How much goals did you score in your five finals? I just scored in one, and that mm -hmm. was the 3-0 when we were leading up at uh, Clark against Cully. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knocked down from McGinley, scored there, and then uh, that was all. The other ones was, it was our two ones and one nil, so we were, we were there or there. Can you mind who you played for and who against in the five? Uh, uh, Rothes was one, uh, Nairn two and Cove two. 
as far as I can remember. Aye. Must be who do you thought I'm bound to get this winner's medal eventually. Aye, aye. You just, you just take it each game as it comes. You never try and look. And I never felt on the fifth one, oh, I must win this or it'll be a disaster. Mm. You just tried your best and you just need to be on the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so who did the rest of your time at Cove pan out for you? All right. Aye, it was, again, it was all right. It was... You could obviously see Cove are a lot more progressive than than Rothes or Nairn mm-hmm. to be to some mm-hmm. extent, and of course they were pushing for better players, and there's a mm-hmm. lot better players than me. So I got given my chance and played a couple mm-hmm. of seasons, and then and then it was deemed time to move on, and I eventually went back to Rothes for the final time. You know, I mean, oh, was, okay. that was under Tom Cummins. And how long did you would you at Rothes for the third time? I was at, I'd have been there two years or three years again, and then I uh, had a complete career change and moved south and moved to England. And was that your fit back I uh, No, because bizarrely, I, down there, I was, I was in the flying game, I was in aviation, so um, one of the, the flight deck actually had a team, he had a, a charity bounce game team, and he says, will you come along and play? And I says, well, if you want, you know, so uh-huh. we did that. And then there was another guy on that side who played for a, a team called Ardingline. Okay. which was in the Southern League. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, do you fancy coming along mm-hmm. to this and having a trial? So I said, okay, we'll have a go. So I came along and it was Martin Bentley, who mm-hmm. was ex-Portsmouth. Okay. He was there. He was a lovely guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, I'd like you to come and you try. So I, I went along and, and settled in. And that mm-hmm. was the only time in my career I've won everything and uh-huh. never lost a game the whole season. What standards are that compared to the Highland League? About the same? It would have been the Highland League. Just a, oh, right, probably okay. a little bit below the Highland League, but it would be better than juniors, but oh, not, right, not okay. Highland League. Yeah. So I'm presuming you're buying on a few goals that season? I was the top scorer, yeah, I was top scorer. Oh, that very season, good. Right? So it was, it was just one of that seasons where no matter what you did, mm-hmm. I mean, I could have shut my eyes and it would have been, you know what I mean? Again, a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. John Wart is a player that nobody up here will have heard of, mm-hmm. but again, he played He played Crystal Palace. John Ward. Wart. Ward. Ward, you know what I mean? And uh, he, he, was a, he was my strike partner and he he led the line a lot better than me. Mm-hmm. He's a lot physical than me, a lot bigger guy than me. So again, same thing, you know, just feeding off him and, and scoring. Mm-hmm. So that was a very, very enjoyable season. Very uh, good. And, but of course, nobody knows who they are, but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Oh. I, I was play, playing in the side and we were winning and it was happy and everything was great, so... The main thing he was enjoying your football. Just enjoy it. Aye, right? absolutely. I, I kind of thought I was finished for me at that level. What age was it this time? I'd have been 30, something like that. Still 30, young. 32 or something mm-hmm. like that. So, how long did you bide with that, lads? Uh, three, three, four years. Mm-hmm. I was down in England 10. Oh, which, okay. You know I mean? So, <clears> did that take, were you still playing after that? Did you leave him and go somewhere else? I just stopped after that. The guy that I'd, I went with, it was Phil Davis, he was the goalkeeper. And then he changed careers. He uh, you know Gatwick Airport you know the well no, the I transit, know what I was there's a transit runs between the terminals his job was to was to service the transits uh-huh. and, and he couldn't get to the games on Saturday so he had to do that so I just said well I'll stop as well so we just we just that was the end of it so in all your time what was your injuries like? not bad not bad a few strains here and there but very lucky I suppose everybody would say well you never tackled him do you say how are you going to get injured? <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, Red cards, yellow cards? No, couple of yellows, that was it. I was never a dusty physical player. Uh, quite happily hold my hands up to getting stupid fouls, giving things away, you mm. know what I mean? But no, never red carded ever. 
Uh, that just wasn't my game though. Mm. As I keep getting reminded of it, should be, right. I should be more physical for my size. But you can't, you can't change who you are. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, if you try to play, as you did earlier, if you try to play a game that's not familiar with you, it struggles. Yeah. Now, was you one of those lads that nipped the ref slugger during the game? I would, wasn't I shy to tell him if I thought something, but I tended to be, of course, as every player will tell you, I was the fair one, and I was, you know, I would tell him that wasn't a foul, and you know, blah mm. blah blah, but never too untoward, and they would tell me back anyway, and I, I had was sensible enough to, to, to shut up when I was. You came you know, to shut up. Yeah, so I didn't get a lot of red cards <laughs> or things like that. You know. Right, and now you're playing career. What's the funniest thing you ever saw in a park? Oh, funny. You or one of your opponents or your teammates? Um. Oh, well, there's loads of things. Uh, I suppose Duncan Taylor, he came on, he, he played for Rothes, he came up to the park and he was he was all excited in his first game. And he, he came on, just ran straight across the park and was sick through the barrier without even touching the ball. <laughs> that just nerves, was it? <laughs> just nerves. Just, just a young loon, was it? Just a young loon, just things like that, you know? <laughs> Did you feel you'll for live, him? You'll live, live it down, will you? <laughs> Did you feel for him? Aye, oh, well, of course, you just laugh, we just laugh, don't you? you know, just... uh, and did he play the game after that? He was okay after that? He was alright, he played away, yeah. It was, just, mm -hmm. it was just that kind of funny things. And uh, I suppose there's a guy at Rothes, Mike Masson, and Rothes were winning one of the games, and Mike was a centre half. And he got the ball and, and the manager, I'm not sure if it was Ray Bernard at the time, said to him, just keep calm, Mike, try not to give anything away. And he just turned and he kicked the ball straight out the park, uh, like over the wall and everything. And he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm wasting time. <laughs> 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 just daft things like this, you know. That was the biggest comedian on one of your teams. Oh, Gordy Duncan was I was up to some carry-ons. Rossi uh -huh. uh, Anderson was I at some kind of carry-ons. That's a fun. We had, back in the day, there was a, a, a referee called uh, Bob Stewart and he came into the dressing room and that was the days when referees would shout at you, shout at the dressing room and tell them, you know, you're going to do what I say and all uh, this kind of stuff without absolutely looking at you. Uh, and he was shouting and shouting. He turned and he walked into showers. <laughs> and he shut the door and we were asked, in the dressing rooms all silent, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he came out and walked away. The lovely red face when yeah, you walk out. Exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> and I could never I could never understand why the referees always walked into the wrestling room and everybody's sitting there and they would say, What colour are you playing? And you're like, Really? Well we're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from a memorable trip up at Brora, uh -huh. where the bus we were driving up. There was a uh, Carly Malcolm, Big Marky McDonald, Marcel and uh, Colin Tweedy. We drove up because we I we had a wedding or something to go to and the bus didn't get there Okay. and the ref came in and we were it was like 10 to 3 and we were just sitting there it was only four of us <laughs> the and it was Donny Fitzsimmons at the time and he came in and went absolutely you think it was us I had broke the bus because we weren't sitting there in my, uh -huh. in my pants because we should have been changed and we were like oh we didn't have came in the game when we were playing <laughs> the hell for you no, just, so we got it in the neck and then at training on Monday it was the same thing we got it more and more so, <laughs> so just fair enough so your playing career to an end what was the highlight for you you think uh, playing with so many good guys really mm -hmm. you know what I mean a lot of nice experiences cup finals and things like that and doing well in the leagues great games to win here and there but at my age now, I suppose the memorable thing would have been playing with so many good guys and nice players and good experiences, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't have changed, regardless of trophies or no. That's not, not, I would have liked to have won trophies, obviously, mm -hmm. but it, it becomes second in a bit because it's the friendships you make.
yeah, friendships you make at the garage will came for the rest of your days. Definitely, I'll mm-hmm. still do. And we're going on to the going on to the committee now. I'm meeting up with a lot of the players mm-hmm. who played against me who are on opposing clubs committee. And there's always a story or three about all of Plenty of stories. <laughs> Probably near for this podcast. No. <laughs> You've only regrets in your playing career. Hey, there's always regrets of some kind. Uh, you would always want to do better. You, would mm-hmm. have, you thought you could have equipped yourself a bit better, but unfortunately you can't, and you just have to live with it. So I try not to look back at it as a negative way and just say that's that was just my time. And uh, unfortunately. We played. We played in a lot of games. Didn't weren't successful, but it was mm-hmm. it was still a good experience. So I, I wouldn't change it to be honest. Good. And you say playing for your local team with a lot of your local lads. You can. Must be a great feeling. That was the, that was the best. Seven local guys in the cup final at Elgin for for Rothes will never be done. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I think. You know. What I mean? You not tell me about your first drum yet. You uh, said you were twenty five. Oh uh, well. When did that happen? Uh, that was when the that was when the, my love life. Fell apart. Oh, okay. And I was, and so you it, turned to the bottom. And, and Russie, it was after training on a Thursday, and Russie says, right, come on, you need to come up to the pub and we'll sit. And he says, have a pint, a pint of lager, which was, of course, was the, how on earth we were going to drink a pint of lager. But uh, that was my first drink at that, that age. Oh, okay. I'd had silly things. You know, my grand, my, my uncle had given me a pale ale and a couple of sips of that back in the day, which I was like, just the worst thing in the world. I was like, no, 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 I'll never drink. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was trying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the playing career's finished. You come through unscathed, no injuries, no broken legs, no, no anything. Nothing, nothing. And you've a, a lifelong memory. It's kind of a bad career. Eh? Exactly, it was perfect. It was first class. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Yeah. And it was probably... One man and his dog shouted every match when you missed a sitter or two. Oh, that was, uh, that was uh, yeah. It was uh, playing at Elgin. I'd scored at Elgin uh, at Rothis against Elgin, and they were taking the just about to take the you know the cheers had all died down, and they were away to take the, the centre kick off, and they I heard somebody shouting, "Ah, Simpson, you're rubbish!" You know what I mean? And I was like, "Oh, I just looked around," and then two seconds later, a guy shouted, "Yes, and your father's pies are rubbish as well." <laughs> <laughs> it's a hailing league for you. <laughs> right, Dave, here's about Abbey Lakes. I'm going to ask you to name your best 11 players you've played with or seen. A few subs and a manager to, to look after your team. So, whatever, just say you pick a goalie. Just a quick description of why you've got him in there. Uh, I went for Jim Finney. Okay. Because I, I find him very uh, very authoritative in, his, uh, uh, in what he did. He was always... Uh, we were on a good streak, and uh, although we were scoring goals... We weren't conceding a lot of goals, and uh, Jim's a lot to do with that. Yeah, so good. I went with Jim. Good. Um, a back four, I went with Kapti. Uh, Ian McKay. Ian McKay for Keith, because he was always a hard guy to play against. And I started playing against Kapti when I was the winger. You know what I mean? Okay. So I got a good education there. Uh, Ex-Broke player. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he... Uh, and we've got good friends now with Ian, mm-hmm. and, uh, but oh, we had a few battles. And uh, the other side, I've gone with Davy White. Okay. Uh, with Cove again, another hard, solid player, always reliable. And uh, the two that I went for in the middle, which is a surprise, is I went mm. for Big Forbes because mm-hmm. he was he was hard to play against. His first name again? Alan Forbes. Alan. And then uh, Peter Corbett. Okay. Charlie Sweeper. You know what I mean? So that was a fair, a fair back four, I think. A lot of experience there, eh? Yeah. <clears throat> and then of course the middle. In the middle of the park, there's, there's umpteen guys here, but I have to go with Neil Fivey mm-hmm. uh, on one side. Uh, 
uh, I'm, I'm actually going to put McGinley on the other side. Okay. Bizarrely. And that will become clear. And then in the middle of the park, uh, I've got Mike Meganson. Because mm-hmm. he was just uh, he was just an engine. He would just run up and down and up and down, destroy everything and, and pass it to guys that could play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Graham Park and, and these kind of guys. So I would have Mike in that side every day. And the other one in the middle of the park is Gordon Robertson. Okay. Uh, Gordy's vision and that was, was very good. The Gordon, Elgin? Uh, Gordy was ex-Bucky. Oh, Bucky, okay. Uh, Bucky in the um, movie. Okay. And then uh, up front, uh, I've gone Billy Eckert. Uh, it's kind of okay. hard to, to argue against Billy. He's an player, Billy. Yeah, uh, and uh, another one that always scored a lot of goals, and that was Rexy Hunter. Oh, yeah, Rexy. Yeah. You know I mean? So I went with Brock, Rex. Peter Reid, Bucky. Mm-hmm. One of the else. Aye, aye, glad I came. But aye, he, he always impressed Rexy. He was Bucky at that time for me, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he did well. So that's the kind of guy that I would have. Right, we'll give you four subs or five if you want. Uh, well, subs, Derek. Derek was a there or thereabouts, you kind of. Derek. Thompson. Thompson, okay. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you've got Charlie Christie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. He was there. You've got guys like Hamish French. Mm-hmm. Who was at, at, started at Keith. Aye, Dundee United. Dundee, aye. So he, he was a, a great guy for that at that time, you know what I mean? That's a lot. You could, you could name another whole side, really, couldn't you? No, you, you could name I mean? three yeah, sides. Aye, I'll give you one more sub, just finish it off. Very well, who would we go for, for that? Well, we'll go Charlie Duncan. Okay. It's a fair squad era. Ah, you would. Who to that team for? Would you pick your captain? <clears throat> Corbett. Okay. No hesitation there. Uh, no, just I think he's he's a good leader, and because of course I was close to him in the park anyway. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean Bob Summers and him were at the back. Bob was the captain, I think, at the time. But Peter always talked. You know, he he's a good leader in the park for the Cali guys. Mm. So I would have put Peter in there. I think. Okay. Now here's probably a difficult one for you. <clears throat> a manager to manager's guys. A manager to manage them well. <clears throat> umpteen, there's been umpteen good managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Wilson mm-hmm. would, be a, would be a shout there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who would have been at Elgin at that time? Because um, they, they were a good side. Uh, Pelly, Pelly mm-hmm. probably on his day would have been capable mm-hmm. of managing that side. Um, I would say I'd sort of say Bobby Wilson okay. would be the best. He would have been the main one at that time for me. Now, apart from John McGinley on his side, but he went on to play for great better things. One of the other teams in that players in that team could have or should have went higher. Well, Billy was at Rangers, wasn't he? Well, I forgot Billy was at Rangers uh, right, and Wigan. Aye, uh, Charlie Christie was at Celtic. Celtic, right? okay. Andy Coons Park. Okay. Derek Thompson was. Was it Leicester? Mm-hmm. Um, it's some <laughs> some experience there. Uh, Jim Finney was Aberdeen. <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, so aye, uh, that would have been. And for about uh, Dave Simpson, can you put him on your side? Oh, he wouldn't have fit into that side, I'm afraid. I think no. I would have been, <coughs> if I was carrying the water bottles, I think I'd be <laughs> the best I'd get with that voice. I'll put a lot of them, to be fair, have been... I've become good friends and we mm-hmm. talk a lot about the games back in the day and it's good fun and mm-hmm. that's that's enjoyable too that they remember you and, and we all get on like that which I think football should be oh sometimes aye absolutely it's, it's taken too serious sometimes should be it? serious on the part but for the oh. final whistle goes ah, yeah. uh, here shall go here beer here yeah, that's what it should be definitely, definitely. so that's your team's picked so 
That wasn't too bad, was it? You got through that pretty quickly. Ah, oh, easy enough, yeah, yeah. Did you say you could have picked a few more guys? I picked three teams. <laughs> so after you finished your football, you turned to management. How did that come about for you? I'd come back from England, and Graham Scott, uh, who was with me at Rothes in the playing days, mm -hmm. he was down at Rothes with Brian Thompson. Logs. Uh, aye. Oh, aye. And uh, we didn't really came. Uh, and that, when I came back, Graham says, look, do you want to come down and help us with the training and kind of just be an extra, we need an extra hand? And I said, ah, oh, I can easy. Didn't know I've been away for so long, mm -hmm. been for 10 years old, so... I went down and I so started doing the training. They'd already been doing their pre-season training, mm -hmm. so starting to get into the games and that, uh, and to practice the warm-up games. And then there was a fallout between Brian and the board, mm -hmm. and he, he left. And mm -hmm. then uh, the week before the first game of the season, uh -huh. I said, right, on you go, you have to get on with it. <laughs> so I was like... The culture so right, you know, And we were away at Huntley. Uh -huh. And uh, I thought, right, okay, I'm gonna go on here. And uh, I had luckily got, I'd been, I'd known a lot of the junior guys, so I'd got a couple of junior guys in. Mm -hmm. Grant Mill came in at that time, uh, who was a, a a guy I thought who could play high in the league. So I got him into training. I think uh, he'd been at a couple of training sessions uh, that week before the Huntley game. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And so we just had to go to to go to Huntley as best we could. Uh, Nathan Sharp was was at Rothes the captain, mm -hmm. and uh, so I relied a lot on him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I said to him, you know, let's you'll have to tell me a bit about the other sides and that, but we'll set our own way up. And what I did was, and I got ridiculed for this quite a lot, but it was the only thing I could do. I turned to like trying to do motivational speeches okay. rather than tactical speeches because mm -hmm. I, I couldn't do tactical speeches because I didn't know the other mm. sides that well. Yeah, right, I mean, okay, I had, I fair could, enough. We could pick out some players we knew, but that mm -hmm. was it. So I had to try and try and motivate the guys as best I could to make them believe they could mm -hmm. climb anything mm -hmm. they would want. And that's what we did, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we were crazily successful. Some of the speeches were farcical, but some of them were just mm -hmm. hit the Some worked out. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and, we, and we did it. We had a very good season. It was the highest Rothes had been for years and years. Where did it finish? Uh, we finished up for 11, I think it was. Good. Which for Rothes was un good. unheard of, you know what good. I mean? Good. Because we were usually at the bottom. I got a lot of, I took a lot of guys in. I was very fortunate. I'd Sorry, can I stop? I was giving you the ridicule for uh, motivational speeches. Oh, just every, every you know, the I, people, people had heard, heard about it. Ah, okay. I mean? But that, mm -hmm. I, I had to take that on the chin because it was the only way I could do it. It worked. You know what I mean? I, it mm -hmm. did well, yeah. I suppose the proof is in the pudding, but mm -hmm. some of them were a bit tough. But, but yeah, that's the way I had to, to go mm -hmm. about it. It was the only way I could go about it because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I had no knowledge of that. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I was lucky. I'd played a, an amateur game, you know, like uh, in the welfare league in the village, and we got to a cup final, and uh, it was up down at Lossie, and big Mark Taylor okay. was playing. He was playing for a, a, the village that he comes from, New Mill, which is beside Keith, and Elgin were after him, and, and Taylor and I had a bit of a kicking match back and forth with each other, and then at the end of the game, the usual, shake hands and everything, and go for a beer, and that was fine. And then... Uh, I then said to I got became the manager a few weeks after that, and uh, so I thought oh, I'll try phoning him, and he and he came to me and said, well actually, you know I mm -hmm. respect what you did. We had a battle on the park, good, and we had a sh we shake hands and got off. So he said, mm. I'll come. So he was a big, a big good. dude to sign for mm. us. For Experience lad for you. Aye, so mm. he kind of controlled the middle of the park. Mm -hmm. So that, that that was basically the the foundation that through the middle of the park we had. We had Stevie Dunn in goals. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. a great believer in a big goalkeeper, an intimidating mm -hmm. goalie. Uh, mm -hmm. Six foot plus. And then we had big Nathan. And then we had big Mark Taylor. 
And then up front we had the uh, Kenny Henry, who's mm-hmm. a lot of experience in, in mm-hmm. that time with Keith and that. So okay, good. We were, and we were lucky. Let's be honest, we were mm-hmm. we were lucky. There was a lot of good results. We beat locals five one, which would never have been heard of. Not a fair result for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it was just on that day, and we got the club fifty nine thing had started at Rufus, uh, and mm-hmm. and that brought a lot of supporters in and guys, young guys having fun, which again added to the team doing well because mm-hmm. they, they were motivated because they were getting a good support for that so Aye. things just for that year worked out worked out right mm-hmm. you know what I mean? so that was a that was a very enjoyable year that to be fair so your kicking match <coughs> worked wonders for you if you got the boy to sign for you I definitely mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I think Mark would be would quite happily admit he's a genuine guy you mm-hmm. know what I mean and he's he was willing to say that's that's what happened you know mm-hmm. what I mean it wasn't it certainly wasn't a rough physical match but it was just we're both kind of shoving each other around, Aye. kind of thing. But, As you do. Yeah, but no. And then it just shows you that at the end of the game, just like mm-hmm. you were saying, we, we stop, we shake hands and we have a beer. And, mm-hmm. and luckily enough, he was he was happy with that. Was you in an attempt to get the boots on yourself? Oh, no, I'd be past it by then. You know, quite, quite happy to that. And to be fair, managing is a lot more stressful than... And playing. Look, my pink and chewing. Goodness me, I mm. didn't realise that at the time. I, was, <laughs> I mean, my wife at the time was like, you know, who are you? I never see you. Uh, kind of thing, you know what I mean? So, what sort of thing takes up all your time as a manager? Uh, players. You have to chase players, it's like kids. It's mm. like having kids. You uh, are, they, are you fit? Are you not fit? You're trying to get trialists in. You're, you know, you're seeing what like injuries are trying to figure out a team, you're trying to work on the team that you're going to be playing that Saturday to try mm. and pick a side to compete with that. It's it's just non-stop, you know what I mean? And then you have to try and dream up something to say to them, you know? Aye. But and, and the funny thing was you would look around the dressing room and you could tell the guys that were they were bought into it. You know what Aye. I mean? And they were mm. just, the eyes were black and ready Aye, for... Just pumped up, ready to go. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what got us through, really. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, there were, all, there were some good players on that side as well, so... Mm-hmm. But uh, my philosophy was was a big side would signed a lot of good. Our back line was all six feet. Nah, no, okay. That that, mm. that was the way we had to do it. No. The way I thought we had to do it because we were keeping getting beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we they'd been beaten by Lossy Mouth four times the year before, twice in the league, and then they must have played them in the two cups. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember again, and it was the, it was the second game. It was our first home game, and I actually talked about bizarrely clocks and, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the conversation was around clocks and it, it came to the guy and his, uh, it was a guy called John Harrison that did that and solved the longitude and all that but his saying was that he um, uh, you, you, you never regret and try and, and always try and get to the final mm-hmm. thing you don't, don't be dismayed by, by mistakes uh-huh. and we told him and that's what I was trying to say to him so you go out on the park Try not to. If you make a mistake, don't worry. Aye. Just get on and get on. And it just seemed to work. Aye, then and I then, hid for ten minutes. Yeah, and, and, just then, and, and, and of course they were all taking the mic when they came in, and Sharpie mm-hmm. was saying, "Can we have to talk about clocks every week?" Okay, I mean, if it works. And I just, I'm mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean. So it was just about fun. What sort of manager was you when the game started? Quiet, mm-hmm. quiet, methodical. Tried to figure out what tactics the other team were playing. It wasn't mm-hmm. never a great believer in shouting and bawling at players because mm-hmm. that just upsets them. You know, uh, they, it can mm. work both ways. They can go into their shell, mm. or they become aggressive towards you. Get you know I mean? and then uh, you've lost the plot. Then, so you have to try and coach and as best you can to try and get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. And it's the high in the league. Let's be honest. Some guys 
will have bad games. I had plenty of bad games. Aye. And, and unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I just, nobody sets out to have a bad game, do they? No, no. That's where a good manager comes in. Aye. Yeah, I'm going to shoulder. Mm-hmm. Just pick yourself up and go on the next well, there was week. A lot, there was a lot of that. Definitely a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I suppose coming from the airline background, you're taught a wee bit about that, about, about mani- you know, people management. Mm-hmm. Because obviously you're in a confined space and uh, things happen, so there's always first aid instances. Uh, mm-hmm. like, so you, you get taught a wee bit of that, so you could bring that to it and try and keep a calm, sensible head to it. You know? so and what about half-time? Was you inspired talks or was it just a, a five minutes and fit happened in the first 45? Half-time, the, the talks had kind of stopped because I had a bit of a knowledge of the game. So I could, Aye, okay. watching the game, I could relate who was the good players and who mm-hmm. to watch and how we could do things better. So that tended to be more football-based, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's... If I was your assistant manager, or did he have an assistant? I had Jason Galt, who was at uh, Burghead Thistle at the time. Oh, right, OK. And mm-hmm. So how did the two year go on? Oh, we got on great. We're still great. I was actually speaking to him two days ago. Oh, OK. You know what I mean? So, yeah, okay. good good guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, it's similar, isn't it? You know what I mean? He was mm-hmm. a quiet lad, mm-hmm. methodical, sensible, you know, so that's that's how that happened. So we, we talk a lot about it. And uh, we took a lot of guys from the juniors, because again, Rothis had no money. And mm-hmm. uh, but we we had enough knowledge of the juniors and the good guys and and the personalities of the guys, to um to bring them in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the personality of a player is so important to fit in with the rest of the guys. Definitely, mm-hmm. absolutely, definitely. With a guy, I took a guy in, Dave Christie, a uh, younger, very you'd almost say a smaller kind of player. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, he's a small, small player. And uh, I said, well, I bet he deserves his chance, and he did. And he, he that days was man of the match days, and he, he okay. played in the first two games, he was a man of the match. So I said, it's not deep the size. It's not deep the age either, is it? How you equip yourself. Absolutely. So, what so, was the frustrations during a game, being an ex player yourself? Silly decisions. Sounds you know what like I mean? It's players doing things that you think, why, why are you doing that when you never do that before? Ah, uh, okay. Devon Vale had won the league. The year mm-hmm. before, we mm-hmm. went down to, to Banff and we, we beat them 3 1 down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robbie Broom was going mental on the, on the park. You know as he mean? does. As he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was shouting at the, at the bench and blah, blah, blah. So they came to our office and uh, it was Greg at the time and he came in and he says, Oh, well, I'm looking forward to getting my, my own back on the end of the day. And I was like, Well, I find that. That's the same other. Rothers two nothing up. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm, and cruising, to be mm, fair, we were two and a half up, and, and Mike Ewan was playing for Devonville at the time. Mm-hmm. And big Nathan halfed him in the halfway line. Ah, uh, okay. And got sent off half, uh, half an hour into the game. Yeah, placing him at a challenge, is it? No. And then, of course, that was him off the park. And so, <coughs> not only were we down to 10, we'd lost a talent in a big centre half, uh, was gone. Mm-hmm. And they came back and they beat us 3 2. You know what I mean? And that's things like that. That turns a game, isn't it? Mm, you know what I mean? Oh, I frustrating. You know, the, the very first game I played, we, we beat Huntley through Huntley. It was four uh, two, and uh, uh, Kevin Shortridge got sent off. We were four one up and mm, cruising, mm. and he got sent off. It was in the second half. It was a bit later, uh-huh. but it was stupid. It didn't need. It was a way. Uh-huh. You always get sent off in stupid places. It's always the halfway <sighs> line or wide in the wing. Yeah, there's no danger. Ta- ah, exactly, yeah. and it was like, mm. what, why? That's a split decision, don't it? Exactly. Uh, it? What's it done is you can't undo it. No, no. It's harder for them because they're defenders and they're good in for tackles. Mm-hmm. I suppose it equates to me putting it past the post. And I'm, you know, everybody uh, does daft things mm-hmm. at times. So with that first season, when did you start feeling comfortable in the league as a manager? 
I would say about halfway through, I was quite, I, I'd become quite trustworthy of the guys that we picked and were playing. Mm -hmm. We were playing in a good sense. The camaraderie was a lot better. I thought, you know, we did daft things. We had golf days and things like mm -hmm. this, and that helped. Team bonding. Yeah, I did. Uh, mm -hmm. Training was good. Um, yeah, it was just, it, it was just a, just a combination of things. There's no, there's no magic. It was just a, an ev evolving. Yeah, just a, uh, yeah. What about training? Did you take a training or did he have somebody do it for you? Jason took the training, but I was I watched the training. Oh, all right, we okay. were involved in it other times. Ah, yeah, you know okay. I mean? And I'm a great believer in the team training together. Aye. You know I mean? Mm. We, we are, a, at that time, we were a local side, so we could train together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Aye. So that helps a lot because that helps with the camaraderie as well. Oh, aye, absolutely. And uh, we'd had a thing, a Mars bar challenge. We used to say that whenever we get a Mars bar, and of course it became the, the Mars bar was worth more than a, oh, a Ferrari. Kind of thing, you know what I mean? Uh, it was the most important thing to win this. You know the Brockhead, the Curly Worley, Curly Worley challenge. Ah, exactly. And you know I mean? as I said, it's worth it, like winning the Scottish Cup. Aye, ah, and uh, the, the, winner, the winner gets slaughtered more for winning it than the nobody else does for, you know, <laughs> but that's what it should be. You know what I mean? So at first season, you said finished 11th? I think we're 11th, aye. No, okay. And then the second season was just a wee bit much and such. Did you yeah. enjoy being a manager? I did. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I did. I couldn't believe that I might... Uh, you forget Sunday mornings because you're getting interviewed by... Oh, yeah. It was another... I didn't plan for now that kind of thing. So uh, there's a lot of that goes on. Mm -hmm. you know, and then there's the Friday... Did before. you enjoy the media side of things? Oh, I just have a laugh though. You know aye, what I mean? Aye. I went into it with... I, I wasn't... I wasn't too self-important. You know what I mean? Uh, I did try to have mm. a bit of fun with it as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, did, I didn't mind that. And I thought, you just talk, try and talk logically. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point in saying we're going to win the league. Oh, maybe, no, no. You, know? you just, every game was more or less, well, we'll try, we'll go into it and see how we get on and that kind of thing, you know? So, aye, I didn't mind that at all. Good. Quite, quite Second season, you kept the same team, same management, same, same assistant. Same, same, aye. And then at the end of that season, that was kind of me, me I got... I got removed at that point. They decided they were going to go down a different route. Okay. And uh, uh, that's just life. Though. That's just the, mm. When you start being a manager, it's always going to end one way. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, aye, aye. And mm -hmm. I'm old enough and daft enough, I suppose uh, you would say, to knew that day was eventually going to come. Was know? that a signal for you? It was disappointing in the way it was handled. Mm -hmm. you know, it could have been done better. Mm -hmm. uh, but, hey... Uh, well, I speak to the the chairman of that now, who did it at that time, and okay. you know, they'll admit that you know it was just. What was his reasoning? You said he wanted they, to try something different. There was they thought they could get somebody else. The team was going, and they mm. wanted to go further up the league now. So they were looking for a better manager than mm -hmm. me to take them the next step. So they never feel you was a boy to take them in that step. Uh, they thought I I was not. I uh, got them to where I could get them. Mm -hmm. And then of course they went for the guy. Who, and he didn't come, of course, and then mm. I, I'd already got rid of me by this thing, so it was just, just what it is, you know, there's no point in being bitter about it, it was, you know, I was kind of thrown into it and thrown out of it. Mm. <laughs> so, when they, they went for a guy to replace you and he didn't materialise, did it come chapman back and you don't ask you? No, 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 no. And would you have? <coughs> no, probably not at that, because of the way it had finished, it was probably best to, okay. to just go away. You know okay. I mean? So I was, Ah, oh, it's fine. I'd done my time, so I was I was happy enough. Um, was there only mere management teams after that? No, no, I stopped it completely after that. And that was it. And that was me. Yeah. Oh, that, right. was, that was the end of it. So if somebody came calling, would you have gone? I probably would have. Yeah, I probably would have. Uh, you know, given in hindsight, probably yeah, I probably would have liked another go at it. Um, but uh, I kind of stepped back from it for oh, I don't know how many years it was. 
and then Rothes were in a quite a financial mm-hmm. puddle at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, guys that came around and said, "Look, why don't we go back and help and join the committee?" And mm-hmm. I'm on the football side of the football committee, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So Russie's on that, Derek's on that. You know, there's a there's a good few of us ex players that did that. And that's what we did, went back in with that mm-hmm. idea, thinking that's how it is. But of course, as you know yourself, oh, on right. a committee, I ended up being, because of the flying experience, I was the barman, oh, you know right. what I mean? So I had to do the hospitality. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that either. You're well suited for that, though. Ah, you just get on with it, don't you? You know what I mean? So, well, that's where we first met. Ah, exactly, aye. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, aye, I'm, I'm all right at that. And you hear chat be your exercise. Oh, I remember a game we played against each other. It's amazing that we can just drift back to a game. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Well, Davy Perry, Bucky, obviously, he come, mm-hmm. he played with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and Talos, you know what I mean? The same. So we were sitting speaking at the Hang League dinner the other week. Uh, that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, oh, right, there's plenty, plenty of that goes on. That's mm-hmm. half the fun, though. Absolutely. You know I mean? Everything's exaggerated. <laughs> You, know? uh, you were a great player. Uh, exactly. That, that goals went for 20 years to about 45. Uh, four pints later. Remember that goal? I'll score for that. <laughs> uh, as I say, that's half the battle, isn't it? Oh, half the fun. You know? So how long have you been on the committee at Rothers now? Five years now. Mm-hmm. Five years. Yeah. Dude, and yeah. for the sea Rothers, there seems to be plenty of committee members there. They're, we've dropped off a wee bit in the last, just at the end of the season there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a few left, but um, no, we've had a good... A good go of it, you know what I mean? We've mm. never had success like this, of course. You know what I mean? Aye. Mm. Uh, they've been very lucky. Ross has done very well with the, with the two trophies they've won, which mm-hmm. is big for Rosses. That was a big win beating Bucky in that final, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Mm. That was a big thing for Was that? No, it was at Huntley, wasn't it? It was at Huntley. Aye, aye. And there was nobody there. Aye, I remember. And, you know, that aye. was a bit bizarre, but, but oh, it doesn't matter. And then Barona doing it, Lossy. Mm-hmm. For the second one, that's another big thing for us, because mm-hmm. they're there. Uh, without being disrespectful, they're better teams than us. You know what I mean? Uh, well, on paper, you would have thought the other teams would have won. But Definitely. Hey, mm-hmm. As you know, fit was no play in paper. Cup finals, isn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, Anything yeah, can happen. Absolutely. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. How is your new club coming on? Uh, it's it's okay. Um, it's planning to be open for the start of the season, but then they're going to do an awful lot of uh, internal structural work. Okay. Sort of January, February, March, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just purely down to the amount of work it's companies have got going on that they can't mm-hmm. get in there to do it beforehand. So that's fair enough. But I think it's something that the village needs. I think it's uh, a focal point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The station hotel is, is very, very smart, very classy. Mm-hmm. But I think you do need a, a football, almost like working class pub. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, which can be just could you be nice as well, but <laughs> you still need that I think to to bring a community together. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and apart from the fit, the fit else will it be used for? And there's going to be a cafe in there, and it'll probably be functions in the hall. They'll try Fantastic. No, they'll use that for that. So, so that'll be good, and it that'll all come to the to the football club as well. Would be big enough for small weddings now. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, very good. It's mm-hmm. a pardon me, it's a great revenue for you. Oh, definitely. I definitely take a bit of managing it, and it would probably mm-hmm. have to be done right. You know what I mean? It tends to, I wouldn't say it wasn't done properly the first time round, but mm-hmm. there's, you know, it wouldn't have been in the state if it was. You know what I mean? Aye, well. And it needs community support as well. Aye, well, let's anything else. So, yeah. so let's go to Rothes. Your season just gone by. You had a chance to finish in the top four for a wee while. Yeah, yeah. It just slipped away just at the end, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate. Um, the I would have, with a critical eye, I would have said draws probably. Let us slip uh, down, you know. Mm-hmm. Drawing against teams that if you're going to go for the league, you really have to be 
winning home games, no matter uh, who it is. Mm-hmm. And some of the teams were way down the league that we were drawn with. So that was that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, we quitted ourselves reasonably well against the, the, the top four or five sides. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, look at the runs that yourself and Bucky were on. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's phenomenal, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's league winning. For oh, that. And, and we, we weren't at that level, I'm afraid. And of course, we're we sold guys, uh, you know. Obviously, Jack Brown went to Peterhead mm. and and that kind of thing. We lost that, and we didn't we didn't replace them, which of course is not easy to do in the middle of the season. No, but, so that cost us, I think. You've got to sell to survive sometimes or not. We, we we have to, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. be let's be honest. Rothes are never really the odds-on favourites for the league, are we? I mean, where we are is is where we are. That's probably. Aye, but a good side rather. She managed to be us two one here. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that was well, that was just. Yeah, and there's not many teams won here. You know, what I mean. Well, with two Even, defeats here at Belzey, and it was yourselves and Bucky mm-hmm. beat us here. Uh, and that's. I mean, even in my playing days, we didn't win here a lot. You know what I mean? No. So, so it was a hard place to come. So do you feel Rothers will be up there, top end of table challenge next year? I think recruitment will be important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, because uh, it. Uh, you guys are still there. Bucky will still be there. Breaking or strengthening. Mm. You know, there's all there's a lot of good sides. But oh, yeah. will be there or thereabouts. Mm. You know, what I mean? uh, it was very competitive. You see how competitive this season I, just got. I, I think it's been. good that too. It's, oh, it's the best the Highland League's been for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yeah, and then we've got the Banks of D coming in. You know what I mean? Are they all strengthen the league, you know? They'll help. They'll mm. help. I think they'll. I don't think they'll walk the league like it. It's expected. I think they'll find it. I mean, mm, I uh, think a lot of travelling today. Ah, uh, plus there's, the, the, the play hanging league teams down again, but they're playing them every week. Aye. It'll not be easy, and the, uh, and the, a new thing for them is going to places they've never been. Aye. And that can be difficult. Going to Rothes, to Forest, and places like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play, Granton, things like that. Grounds mm. that they're never normally going to. That's mm-hmm. that's not easy either. Plus know. the surfaces they'll be playing on, they won't be as good as a plastic pitch. Exactly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is a factor. Mm-hmm. Admit that, yeah. So, you reckon Rothers will be in the top four again next year? I think they'll struggle to get the top four. They might be top six again. Uh, okay. You know, well, then it, it'll depend on Rothers' recruitment. So I'm maybe doing him a disservice by saying that, but we'll see. Well, you know, look forward to any new signings. Have you signed on them yet? Not as far as I know. No, not as far as I know. No. So, as Ross as a manager, how do you go on with him? Very good. He's very, very nice guy. Very likable guy. Mm-hmm. Knows his stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, similar, to, similar to me in a sense. He doesn't shout and bawl and scream mm-hmm. at him. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, that, and that's the kind of way I like it. You know what I mean? As well. That's why. Tactically I, sound. Yeah, very good at that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And his figures proved it. You know what I mean? He's done well. Okay. So, what about my old mate Chris Grant? You know Chris? Aye. Yeah. He's. he's uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's there every week, yeah. Aye. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he's good as he's good for the club as well because he's he certainly has entertainment. Oh, he certainly is. He's a genuine guy too. He does very well for the club. To be fair, he puts a lot of money in. Aye. You know what I mean? And he doesn't look for uh, he doesn't look for the the gratitude of that or anything like that. He's he's quite happy to do it on the on the quiet. But he's brought us through and through. He's just daft. You know I think mean? he sponsors with eight players. He, he does. Aye, he does a lot of that, and he he does a lot of work like that. So. Uh, that's got to be commendable too. Yeah, yeah. Ah, good. So we're looking forward to the season starting. It's not far away. It's not far away. We're training. Ah, Our guys started training mm-hmm. last Saturday. Did you see the draw we got for the Premier, Premiership Cup? I, or I did. League yeah, Cup yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. Hamden, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got Kelly, Partick Thistle, 
Senna was Muir and Montrose. So it'll be four interesting games. That's great games for us. Oh, absolutely. It? It's a great game for the supporters as mm-hmm. well. It, that's your, like, your reward for your season you have. You know what I mean? And you want big games like that. You know I mean? That's, we all want to be involved in games like that. Great, I mean? great pre-season games. Oh, isn't it? definitely, definitely. I would love that. Better running up Tiger Hill. Up and down. I Beach. That's a thought I never asked you. Was you a good trainer on your day when you was playing? I was young, you see, so daft to run about. And, and good for, good guys to train with as well. We have football players as well. The Gordies and the Derek mm-hmm. Thompsons and that were good trainers. So he just went and got on, mate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The older you get, the harder it gets. But that's just life, isn't it? So you just get on, mate. But no, I enjoyed the training. I, I liked it. I liked playing football, of course. That's Aye. what it was. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, you just played football and, and, and got on, mate. It was, the training was a... A necessary thing you had to do before you got to play the football. <laughs> well, I, I always say it's a thing the fans do not see is the work that players have to put in oh, to wow. be able to go and perform at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, definitely. That was a huge De- commitment. Definitely. Players, Aye. well, fans didn't see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the fans pay their money, they're entitled to shout their opinion. Yeah, yeah. But there's, I mean, on a freezing cold Wednesday night at McKessick Park, mm-hmm. you know, the ground is hard and snow and everything. Mm-hmm. That's no fun. Uh, mm-hmm. You ever hate any altercations with fans? No. No. I get told told in the pub, you know how rubbish I was quite often, but it doesn't bother you. I just get used to that. What if it looks bad? The only attitude to that is that you say, "Well, you try and do better," but of course, well, you're, you're not in the side, so we'll just leave it at that. Well, I, mean? I, I just That's all you can't do. Look, you know. What I mean? <laughs> I, I know, but fans are some funny lad, mm-hmm. right? I do believe you have a story to tell us about uh, the Brock's ex-manager, Mister Duncan. Right, uh, this is the a, a classic story. Uh, I remember I was actually I was Gatwick based flying mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately we had a, a tragedy in Glasgow where a, a light aircraft had went down and a lot of our crew were unfortunately killed Ooh. and of course being Scottish the, the company said look can you take the 767 up to Glasgow mm-hmm. and, and crew it out to Orlando okay said, oh, yeah no problem with that at all and uh, so of course we're up to Orlando and Passengers all on board, and that's fine. We're away, and we took off, and we'd be about an hour into the flight. So I went from the... I was the purser, I would have been in that day. So I, I was just walking down the aircraft to the back galley to see how things were going. And there's just two guys sitting there, like, aye, 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 what's going on here? And I looked down, and it was Charlie Duncan and Jim Rogers sitting together. Okay. And I was like, brother, what do you do? Oh, we're off to land over holidays. And I said, like, oh, all right, okay. So I went to the back galley, and I said, oh, I can't remember where they were sitting, just say 35 A and B or something. I says, oh, I know the two guys. And he says, just give them a drink to see what. There's no problem. They're good guys. There's no mm. hassle. They're not going to be any trouble. Uh, All right, okay. So we, they were giving them a drink. And I had a bag down from the from the front, you uh-huh. know, with miniatures and all that. So I handed them that and said, there you are. Get on me. Oh, all right, great. So <laughs> a, a few mindfin stories came out, and that was a bit of fun. But yeah, mm-hmm. all good. But there's certainly no hassle. Uh-huh. And then, of course, I landed in Orlando, uh, uh, in Sanford, it was in Orlando, and they're getting off, and it was, you know, boozies when you go, oh, ah, great trip, and ah, ah, great time, and the two, of them were, two of them were having a rare time themselves. And I can remember it, and there was, as I was standing at the door, and the two of them got this, my sleeve was getting pulled. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what's happening here? And I looked around, there was a lady, you know, a, a well-to-do kind of lady standing there, and she's going, excuse me. And I was like, yes, is your name David? And I was like, yeah, yes, yes, uh, is there something wrong? Yes, do you see that too going up the the jet bridge? You know, it's like that's our husbands, and we're on a fly drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a challenge in Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, was, that was the fun of it, innit? You know what I mean? Are there fu- funny stories can you mind for your Fitbit days? Oh, there's, well, there's, there's the crazy Derek stories, you know what I mean? I don't know how we should tell you that there's two Derek stories that are classic. I mean, you'll never dig it in with this. We were in Aberdeen with Cove, and it was January, and it was freezing. And the young loons, of course, were reluctant to pay money for hotel rooms, so mm-hmm. we'd sleep in the car. Ah, okay. So I says, right, we'll sleep in the car. So I says, my car, I'm sleeping in the back. Mm-hmm. Right, so... And I remember, well, I had, it was Cove Blazer and that, and I had it on, I had the tie and everything on, because it was just ridiculous. So, and then I remember sleeping, thinking, oh, of course the two of us were three sheets to the window. Aye, aye. And uh, I heard Derek saying, we've been stopped. And I was stopped. And I, I can remember leaning up to the back seat and looking, and there's the blue lights oh, going in front of us in the middle end, Varuri. There was no bypass at this time. Aye, aye. And I'm like, and Derek's rigid at the wheel. Okay, I mean, and I'm like, Oh, no. So I get out of the car on my sick in the passenger side. Uh-huh. And I'm leaning on the top of the car, nearly compass. And the policeman's walking towards us and he's like, hello. And I'm like, hello. And he's like, what's up, lads? And I says, oh, we're, uh, we're Cove Rangers players. We've just come back for, what was it? it was at Queen of the South. Uh-huh. I says, we're just trying to go home. We come from, come from up in Murray, up in Rothes and that. And by a miracle, he goes, oh, yeah. He says, I go to the Cove Rangers games. He says, I can't hear you. He says, on you go, lads. You've had a long day. We're just looking for drunk drivers at this time of night. But on you go. <laughs> and the two of us jumped in the car and away we were like, what? And two Bethany Blutard. Bethany, you know what I mean? This is back in the 80s. Another, the other story was we're Peterhead on a Wednesday night and it was foggy and just the usual midweek game. And Derek had a different car, and he says, oh, I've got a loan that his car had something happened to it, so this car. So we're driving out of Peterhead, and the police stopped us. Mm-hmm. Hello, who are you? And we're like, oh, Rothis players, all right, come and search your car. Right. Search the car, okay, fair enough. Away on we went. About half an hour later, stopped again. Okay. Police again. Uh-huh. And we got stopped five times between Peterhead and Rothis with police. And then we got stopped in a place called Craigellachie, which is just between Rothes uh, and Aberlour. Mm-hmm. Stopped again at the junction by another policeman. Okay. And of course, Derek's in the fire service. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's like, what's going on? Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, there's an escaped prisoner for Peter Hyde. And we're like, oh, he would not again that. You know what I said? And then the policeman goes, hold on a minute. This is near your car. No. You've no insurance or anything for this car, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> the two of us are like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he said, get, get home. So it just shows you, getting back in the day, you didn't get, you cruci- you get crucified for that. Maybe. And did they ever find the escape prisoner? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Didn't they have Rothers in your boot, did he? No, 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 no. You must be wondering if it was going on. The first time, fair enough, but the second time, neither did he crack the light, but it was happening. No clue. No clue what was going on. No. <laughs> So I was like, oh, me. It's a good job you weren't drunk this time, eh? Okay, exactly. On a Wednesday, a school night. Yeah. Oh, a school again. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, we're going to finish up with a few uh, quick-fire questions for you. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest opponent you ever played against? Hardest opponent would be... I'll go with Chico. Because his phys- physicality. His physicality, yeah. And a good player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. But you got a better on my night. Aye, aye. We've already asked you to highlight your playing career. 
Where was your favourite holiday destination? Oh, you've been on the aviation side, you've been over the world, have you? Singapore, yeah. Singapore. If it's a magical about Singapore no? It's just the Asian influence, I suppose you'd say. It's on the, it's on the equator. You know, it's a lovely, friendly people, clean, spotless. Temperature's brilliant, you know what I mean? Makes a difference. Yeah. Did we cover the best ever goal? Yeah, it was against uh, Keith. Keith. Mm. Oh, is that the halfway line oh, job? Oh, right, okay. Never to be repeated. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Down> my legs. <laughs> but you're the funniest teammate. Mm -hmm. Right, tell us something about you, Nibney Cairns. I'm a qualified pilot. Very good. So, fun did you do, do that? I did that out of Biggin Hill. Okay. Uh, when I was down in uh, England, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'd obviously had a fascination with the, the Second World War, as most young guys did. Mm -hmm. and that, and I quite in, into quite historical stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided I'd. I'd go and learn to be a pilot and okay. did it out of Biggin Hill, which was quite quite something for me. Biggin Hill, that was, uh, I'm trying to think, for that was, that was quite famous in World War, wasn't it? That's the Second World War, fighter uh, airport just south of London. So, but it was, I, I knew the name because, like you say, I'm a fascination with the, the Second World War. Mm -hmm. So, how long did that take you to train to be a pilot? It's about a year and a half, maybe, something like that. Very good. It's all different kind of levels, it's just a private license. You know okay, what I mean? so what kind of planes were you? Could you fly? Oh, just small light aircraft that you see, you know, oh, right, right. that kind of thing. So, right, so nothing that you'd be fleeing to America and places like that. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That, that's a different license. Okay, so do you still fly? No, I didn't actually. No, I've stopped since I come back up here. Okay, do you miss but, it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do miss it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm pleased that I did it. I'm pleased mm -hmm. that I proved to myself I could do it. Very good, very good. Right, you'll be pleased to hear your final question. <laughs> What advice would you give a young player starting out in Fitbano? Be true to yourself. Always have your goals and, and stick to them. You mm -hmm. know, and try and do as best as you can for yourself. Do the training, do the hard work, because that's that's that'll be paying off in the end. Um, that that would be the most important thing for me. And then I drink till you're at least twenty five. Until you're at least twenty five, and have your girlfriend stay with you. <laughs> <laughs> well David it's been an absolute pleasure and like I said three weeks time we'll be what I do battle again Thanks, and we'll happy. be up at fire McKessick Park shortly and you'll be to Belsey and we'll look forward to locking horns again and we will and we'll have shake hands and have a beer after it like absolutely right Dave thank you very much thank you